the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. I hear it's going to be 53 tomorrow. What am I, a caribou? Is that supposed to be nice, 53? 53 sucks. But your standards are low here in Illinois. In fact, squirrel, remind me, we're going to take an under over on the weekend shootings now that we're in the 50s. Will it be less or more than Ukrainian bombings? Ooh, that's a tough one. We'll discuss that and more, and I will get on to the feudalnomics and the ridiculousness of our economy, and we will point out how... Easy it was to call a a collapse after a phony 800-point rally as America pretends to be the cleanest dirty shirt in the economy of failure run by morons around the world. Corrupt whores. We will definitely get into that. But as I come into the studio, you can always see the plan of the Democrats by simply tuning in to the propaganda station, CNN. It's absolutely a wonderful venue. And as you see... What the plan is, it's it's a twofold plan. It's going to be January 6th and the so-called insurrection without violence. Sorry, boys and girls, but that's not violence without a gun by one of the so-called insurrectionists, not a weapon, not a weapon. And for all of the morons scum who think a flagpole is a weapon, you obviously didn't go to a party in the 80s in Melrose Park or Elmwood Park or any place that ended with a park. In the meantime, what the plan is is to pretend that there was an insurrection and to indict anybody who speaks out against the mafia. That's the play. So Nancy Pelosi's daughter, who is a filmmaker, just happened to be there shooting, I don't know, her mom talking on a blacked-out phone. Now, admittedly, I don't have an iPhone. So I don't know if they work like the rest of the phones I'm used to. When you're talking to them, they're never black. In fact, I, I remember them making fun of Senator Ron Johnson. They claimed he pretended to be on the phone, and the indication that he was pretending was that the screen was black, just as it was in Nancy Pelosi's staged phone call of panic, as they all were meandering around some secret room that should have said Villa Scalabrini Pudding Room. Did you see the, Do you see these people in the light of day? How they look like they should just be... At some Shady Acres retirement resort rather than destroying my country. And they happen to get very clear clips of Nancy Pelosi threatening a still sitting president. Threatening. So at the moment he is not coming, but that could change. Oh, comes. I'm going to punch him out. This oh, is my mom. I would pay to see I'm that. waiting for this, for trespassing on the Capitol grounds. I'm going to punch him out. I'm going to go to jail. I'm going to be happy. First of all, it's, I wonder if the sky is blue in her fantasy world as she quivers at an 80-year-old hack, an 80-year-old inside trading whore. Who are you going to punch out, honey? You have a hard time breaking wind, you fossil. It's a miracle you're standing upright, dimwit. 
Throw the hands. Let's see how it goes. You don't want to start that. And by the way, trespassing, he was the president and still is if you ever wanted to go over the votes, but you don't want to do that. So the reality is Nancy Pelosi, this whole damn thing was a trap that so many people fell in. And now they get to avoid the real problem. The real problem in everyone's America, unless, of course, you're in Washington, D.C., or you're on K Street, or you're an inside trading political whore, or a beneficiary of the corrupt policies like the extortion labor mafia unions. How you doing? Bob Michael at J.P. Morgan Asset Management has things to say. Caught up with the team at Bloomberg. This is what he had to say. When the central bank steps on the brakes, something goes through the windshield. The cost of financing has gone up and it will create tension in the system. Mohammed, you've been talking about this for a long, long time. What's coming through the windshield? So the economy is starting to go through the windshield. The- so that is why, Squirrel, when I tell you the market is a dead cat bounce and nothing is going to be better unless you're in on the mafia scam. It is because it's the truth. It's evident. Nothing is thriving. In fact, what they're cooking up as we speak is a spending bill to make all the other bills, all the other omnibus bills, pale in comparison. It is the only way they can keep the Ponzi scheme government going because this government, led by these corrupt Political whores has been driven not into the dirt, not into the ditch, into bankruptcy. And it doesn't work without more pigeons, more fraud. So they need to distract you with January 6th. They need to pretend that it's somehow a right to kill your own baby. They need to come up with some scam. Because the deeper you look, the harder it is to deny the financial fraud that is the American government financial system is starting to go through the windshield. Um, This is not stepping on the brakes. This is slamming the brakes. It is the most front-loaded interest rate cycle that we have seen in a very long time. You've never seen it, Mohammed. I love you to death, but you've understated it. It's never happened. The kind of money, the kind of numbers, the kind of catastrophe we're living through right now. Now, if you have income, you can afford it. If you have wealth, you can afford it for now. But we're talking about two and a half more years of this kind of corruption, of this kind of stupidity, of this kind of normalization of buffoonery that is the Joe Biden administration. Did you hear what he said about Aunt Esther, also known as Maxine Waters, who is almost as smart as she is beautiful? Representative Maxine Waters, whatever Maxine says, I agree with whatever Maxine says, I agree with. Maxine Waters was under investigation for a large part of her career for for funneling bailout money to her moron scumbag lowlife, also very unattractive husband, as he was a bank owner and the bailouts perpetrated financial fraud, kind of like Alexei Janulius, then got bailed out. So this is the person he believes in. And then we constantly go with the pandering, with the nonsense. By the way, in every single piece of legislation I've gotten passed with help of the people here, we have not raised the tax on anybody making less than 400,000 bucks a year, one penny. I wish I was making 400. You were making 400. Yeah, he wishes he was making 400. Do you know what the salary of the president is, Squirrel? You're not going to believe it. 400,000. Stupid son of a dog. Doesn't Ta-da! matter to him. He doesn't need the checks. He already sold out to the Chinese Communist Party. He's already a multi, multi, multi millionaire for doing absolutely nothing but destroying the principles of Americanism and selling our policies to enemies 
foreign and domestic, like those union scumbags like Cooley, who once again shakes down because he pretends to be a gangster rather than just a very, very sad-looking fat person who apparently can squash a chair with one squat. You know what this is? Okay, this is my favorite part. Bass. So he's going to a, a, a Mexican food taqueria in uh, Los Angeles, and he's going to pretend to be magnanimous. So he orders and he puts the name Bass because he doesn't want anyone to know what it is. And then he tips well. So I got everything And, and to see him in these situations where he's interacting with regular Americans, rather regular human beings, you see how feeble, how, how, how weak, how incompetent, how inept, how he can barely walk. He looks like a drunk baby on wet grass. And then he uh, that was the propaganda film that was approved by the White House. This one, not so much. Council members, Martinez. Oh, wait, wait, where, where's the other one? Hold on. Savings on your utility bills. Gone. Savings on your utility bills. What'd you do? Have you seen gas prices there it is. here in L.A.? It's seven bucks a gallon almost. Well, that's always been the case. Nationwide. Okay, so the girl who he walks into the store with the film crew, he says, I'd like to buy your Gatsangul. And she says... It's $7 a gallon. Have you seen the gas prices? And he says, well, it's always like that here. Oh, really? Not two and a half years ago, it wasn't like that there. It wasn't like it anywhere. And now he's going to tell her, don't believe your lying eyes and what's bankrupting your own personal wallet. Believe me, Joe Robinette Biden, who has never bought anything since 1972 when the government started giving him expense accounts. Well, that was President Biden trying to explain away gasoline prices and oil prices. The average price for a gallon of regular gas today, $3.90 a gallon. That is 61 cents higher than just a year ago. Biden made- And it's tremendously higher than two. And the reality is what they keep talking to you about leaves off the most important aspect of fuel costs. That is diesel. And it has not gone below five since this piece of Irish example gypsyhood stole the office. In fact, that is the drastic reason why the economy cannot rebound. And until you get rid of these Democrats and until you destroy the policies that are intended as self-inflicted wounds to our economy, you are going to flip around in the feudalism. That is Bidenomics. It didn't need to be this. This this is the tragedy of it, John. It didn't need to be this way. This is a self-inflicted wound by central banks. You're incredibly frustrated with this Fed and the damage it's about to do to this economy. I am, not just to this economy, but to the rest of the world. And this, they've been warned over and over and over again, but somehow they held on to this transitory for way too long, mistake number one. And mistake number two, when they retired that word to, from the vocabulary, they didn't act. They didn't act in any meaningful way. Because it is intentional, ladies and gentlemen, it is intentional to have an economy that is weak, because what that does to the citizens is it turns them into beggars. It turns them into welfare roaches. It turns them into Democrats as they profit on their failure. This level of failure is self-inflicted. It is the backdoor nationalization of your money and your economy. And no matter how much you got sooner or later. It's going to get beyond expensive until you throw every, every 
Democrat out on their lazy, cellulite-infested ass. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The Answer. AM560. The Answer. Friday, fantastic Friday. I want all this gold for the whole three hours. Let's have a good time. We're going to have a bad economy like the 70s. We could at least bring back polyester and good music. What do you think about that, Squirrel? Savings on your utility bills. Gone. I can handle things. I'm smart. Not like everybody says. But dumb, I'm smart, and I want the stench. No, you're dumb. And you're corrupt. And you wet your pants. The triple Lindy of failure and corruption. Mitchell displains. Uh, Sean, first of all, when it comes to January 6th, you got to realize it's a red herring. You know why? Because when Ted Cruz asked the FBI if there were black operations on January 6th, they refused to answer him. Strike one. So the fact of the matter is that you're seeing what I call parts of January 6th. It's completely works of fiction. Yeah. And you also have a guy from New Mexico that was there. He got a full acquittal because he said, listen, folks, when I was there, they were letting us in. We we're shaking hands with the police. So you're, this is a typical CIA operation where it shows you it's like it's like supposed to be like Venezuela when it's not. They, and then they show you other parts that are very violent. It's nothing more than what I call show business. And this is their goal, Sean. They want to keep Trump front and center on every page because it's a deflection against sloppy Joe Biden. And here's the other thing. I I want to know what you think about this. I call it the equivalent of the modern-day burning of the Reichstag by the modern-day Fourth Reich, as opposed to the Third Reich, which at least had wide lapels. Thank you very much, Mitchell. It's the same thing. It's the same distraction. It's the same real, real... Fraud on the American people. I mean fraud because our Congress is supposed to produce results for the people. And instead of investigating the very obvious rules and and, and history of corruption, just since Joe Biden usurped the office, just the boondoggle of money to the Ukrainian government alone, where they admit 30% of the money and weapons is all they got. Where's the rest of it? And they're doubling down. Not to mention the beneficiaries of all of our policy. The Chinese Communist Party that owns Joe Robinette Biden, the asset of enemies, foreign and domestic. Craig, Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Anytime. Thank you. Now, listen, um, there's something really important. Two points I have to make because it's it, I believe that if they could get to the bottom of it, it would actually uh, you could find out like some real important things about this. Uh, How much uh, is Liz Cheney's portfolio really worth? And how much was the payoff to her father, who has his heart in a bag and refuses to die? Is that, is that one of them? No, that's not one of them, but that's All a good right. one, too. Right. Listen, the two things. One is the uh, pipe bombs. They basically took, there was, there was information, they were going to go look for the pipe bombs, they were going to, there was all kinds of stuff about the pipe bombs, and then you don't hear a word about it, they don't bring it up, thing. and the other thing, more important. They were in Ray Upps' was, car. Oh, yeah, Ray Upps and a whole bunch of people, but here's the thing, there was, there was, uh, uh, Cell phone footage all over the internet shortly after that of two buses that were next to the Capitol and there was uh, like the Capitol Police uh, unloading them. It was all it was these people that were basically the BLM or whatever the heck they were. And Tifa's the Bureau of Land Management. 
and you can't find any footage anymore. All those things were taken down. Well, that's They've censorship. Find those. Yeah, like in the Soviet Union, that's censorship. Yeah, I, uh. I think those were the guys that were breaking down the doors. Um, because right. it was before the Trump people there got over there. More, Some other people here's were, another thing to always. Down. Never forget this. There are more guns in a CPS fourth grade than there were at the January 6th insurrection by protesters. Think about that. Where's the weapons? Oh, yeah. You can overthrow the government with no guns? What is this? What are we like, uh, Mel Gibson and Braveheart? Freedom! What am I going to run at people with spears? That isn't how you overthrow things. Hey, pay attention a little bit. Tom in Blue Island. Tom. Hey, buddy. How are you, handsome? Dittos. Thank you. Sean, until, and this shouldn't be hard for them, all I want to know is who Ray Epps is, why was he not charged with anything, why did he go from number 26 of their most wanted to an invisible invisible person, and then I'll believe what the January 6th Senators commission is saying. Until then, I don't believe Senators a damn thing. Senators and congressmen can't figure it out, but you and I can. You know what he is. He's an asset of the Democrat mafia, the collective government supremacists. He is an asset of the U.S. government. That's what he is. Sorry, I right. hate to say it that way, but until they prove otherwise, that's the way it reads. Thank you very much. How could you come to any other conclusion? He just disappears off into the wilderness. We have Adam Kinzinger, a Tea Party Republican in his custom suit, never worked a day in his useless life. He's on the, on the, on the whole committee. Did, did he ask one question about Ray? One? One. How about Liz Cheney with her inner thigh rash? Did she ask one, the Viagra Slayer that she is? One. Not one Wrong. question. It's awful suspicious to me. Ron in Melrose Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Long time no talk to. It has been. How are you, Ron? Did you get your money yet from uh, getting poisoned? You know what? I, I think they're waiting for me to die, Sean. But anyway. <laughs> they're going to send $49.99 to the funeral parlor. Not even flowers, Ron. You know, I was hoping with a box of chocolates, maybe, but yeah. Uh, anyway, Sean, I got some hot scoop for you. You probably won't, you know, you probably haven't gotten it. All right. But I got it from some good sources that on Halloween, mm-hmm. Lori, uh, well, I'm sorry, Mayor Dirty Feet is going to dress up like a real woman and she's going to hop on the red line crime train and get rugged and, and mugged. <laughs> no, no, no. She's not going to get oh, robbed right. because people won't know she's in get up. You understand? Yeah. She's going to be dressed up like a woman. However, at the end of her ride, mm-hmm. she's going to switch back to a Beetlejuice outfit. All right. And she's going to scare away all the criminals on the red line. Well, Ron, I got to tell you you, 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 you broke a number one rule. I like the story, but you broke a number one rule. You can never use the word hot and Mayor Lori Lightfoot in the same paragraph. That is unacceptable, and you will be fined accordingly. But the good news is they're going to take it out of the money they're going to give you after poisoning you at Camp Lejeune. So you take care of yourself, my friend. Stay upright. Hey, you take it easy. All right. Frankie. Quote, my blank is bigger than yours and the Italians. I have the biggest blank in Chicago. I will give her a compliment. She is twice the man, Rachel Levine is. No question about it. Frankie, Lake hey. County. Hey, Sean. Hey, thanks. You know, I just, uh, I've been posting a meme on uh, Facebook a about... Uh, a meme? You mean uh, like uh, Rachel Levine? Uh, 
Oh, you mean a meme? Yeah. All right, go ahead. A meme. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, go uh, ahead. It, it shows. Uh, it shows. You know how many gun owners are actually in the United States against the armed Chinese communists. Yeah. And uh, we outnumber them pretty much. And and you know they do know that. And the and the Democrat, you know, the, the neocons, they know that too. Yeah. And it's almost like this is a, uh, you know, oh, Frankie, it's getting, I saw. Listen, I saw Red Dawn, and I need a car. Maybe I'll just go buy that pickup truck that Patrick Swayze had. Don't worry about a thing, Frankie. We're going to come out in the end. I'm not afraid of those guys. After all, I've... Yeah, I mean, come on, you know, I've, it doesn't really work the way it does in the. It doesn't really work the way it does in the movies with all that karate and all that stuff. I mean, it's fine in the beginning, but right up until you grab them and throw them against the wall, it's just playing. Matt Gray's Lake. Hey, how are you, Sean? Good. How are you? I'm I'm good. It's Friday. Hey, listen, um, everybody's asking or talking about Ray Epps. A couple of things in the in the video that uh, Piglosi's daughter put out. Did you well, I, notice that they look out the window from the Capitol and there's Ray Epps on the top of the scaffolding that's like 30 feet up? He's waving a Trump flag and talking on his cell phone, probably to his handlers, which leads me to my next point. He goes and you know, how, how about when he goes and whispers in, in the other guy's ear and then he walks over and he whispers into another guy's ear? It is, it's oh, clearly, yeah. listen to me, this is what normally we do this to other countries. This is something we've been doing all over South America for 70 years. This is something we've been doing in these in these third world hellholes to overthrow them and in, in, interject our puppet government. And now we did it here. And Joe Biden is the biggest puppet this country's ever had. The problem is the people well, that control did. him are winning. Dig Epps is not they they dragged the 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 broad from the FBI to some assistant assistant director dragged her in front of Congress and they asked her specifically is Ray Epps an FBI asset she said no the reason she could say no is because he's not a bureau asset he's a military intelligence asset yeah and and here's where here's what everybody everybody is missing the primary guy that the Obama administration used that that was an Azov battalion guy in in Ukraine, Ukrainian Nazis. They used for the good ones. Well, the guy that they, the the, the head guy that that helped them help the Obama administration do their coup there back, you know, nine years ago. That guy was at the January sixth quote riot end quote. He was part of setting it up. It, this was all a military intelligence operation, and everybody, everybody in D.C., you know, they all know it. But if everybody who's a who's an investigative journalist would start looking at this from where it where it I, should be looked, yeah, they, they, I, I, they, listen, they, I, I, they I, I spotted it, it. It's very all early on. It's all nonsense. It's all cover for their corruption. It's a Trojan horse so they can keep the system of corruption going and normalize it. I, do you have an iPhone by any chance, Matt? No, I no, I'm not. I got to I got to ask Connie, buddy. When you talk on an iPhone, thank you for the call, man. When you talk on an iPhone, is the screen lit or dark? It's a simple question. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. Broadcasting from the petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Now you're talking squirrel. Let's let this one breathe a little bit like a fine wine. All right, now before I move on, we've got an oldie on the phone. She's very sensitive. If I don't take her call, she gets all mad, slams the phone down. Candace, Mount Pleasant, Wisconsin. 
I do not. Yes, you do. You're a crackpot. Go ahead. You're a crackpot. Okay, um, so the reason why they took Parlor off, I don't know if people remember Parlor, but um, that day I was online on January 6th, and they had all these live stream things going on. And then soon after, I remember they took Parlor off of Amazon servers, and, and, you know, all this finagling went on. And the reason why that was, I was watching right at, in front of the cops, and he was antagonizing them and antagonizing everybody else. And, you know, there were people online saying, Oh, go to the Capitol. And I was like, why would you go to the Capitol and step on that? That's just, entra- they're going to entrap you. Yes. But I mean, people, you know, Candace, you know I mean? it's it funny you so say obvious. that. You remember when I had my Twitter, you remember that? I had Twitter. Yeah. I built it from nothing. I had like, I don't know, 6,000 mm-hmm. or some change. But I, that's when I found out like Joe Walsh, you know, he used to buy followers, that fraud Irish gypsy that he was. Anyway, huh. um, on January 6th, I was going to Florida that day, that morning. And I remember I had gotten an invite from somebody through Twitter. You know, and I said, I'm not going to. What am I going to go to Washington for? I like my shoes too much. I won't even step in that sewer. Um, and I got on the plane. We like, at like My flight was like 6 in the morning or 540 in the morning. I got on the plane right. at like, you know, early, like 4 something. I get off the plane in Florida and my Twitter account is suspended. I didn't tweet. I didn't do anything on January 6th. So I know. I knew, right, I'm like, what the hell? That entire day was an old fashioned government operation. It was yeah, perfect. Was up, it did know? exactly what it needed to do. And that's why all of these very notable whores to the corruption in it. And every single one okay, of them, one of the from Raskin to Kinzinger, they're all part of the corruption. Adam Kinzinger is a child. He makes a buck seventy-five a year, hundred and seventy-five thousand. You ever take a look at his suits he has on? Now I, I'm going to tell you what: you make hundred and seventy-five thousand a year. You take taxes out of that. What do you bring home? Maybe a buck and a quarter. Maybe all the expenses mm-hmm. he's got. He's got four thousand dollars suits on. You know why? He's a whore. He's a whore. Never made an honest dollar in his life, that crooked child. All right, go ahead. Okay. My point on that was I was asking people, and I know John, um, who's on on Saturdays, was asking, who's paying for all these people to be on this bus to take him there? And it really disappointed me after everything happened. Um, I had a lot of conservatives chiming in with the left. And then also, I didn't see a lot of conservatives digging into who's paying for all these people to go on these buses to Washington. Well, we I just had the, we had the scandal that. of Jan Schakowsky's husband, that filthy pig. What's his name? Creamer? Remember when he was bribing the guys to start the fight at the Trump rally at UIC? Mm-hmm. This is what right. they do, these communist wannabe scum. They make me sick to my stomach. Thank you very much, Candace. I appreciate Thanks. it. See, I let her get it out. You got to let her, Candace, get it out. She gets mad. She throws the phone, ruins her husband's day. It's not good for anybody. In the meantime, you know what else isn't good for anybody? The idea... That some moron who looks like Mrs. Doubtfire can somehow price fix anything. Did you know, Squirrel, what the Secretary of Treasury's responsibility is? It's very simple. The Secretary of the Treasury's responsibility is for formulating and recommending domestic, domestic and international financial, economic and tax policy. Recommending. She has virtually no power. She's just a stooge. After all, it's our government. So when I was listening to the lovely Nikki Whaley. Tell me about Mrs. Doubtfire. And I'm realizing, well, well, what is she? What is she? I mean, this is pretty much a policy of propaganda. 
Janet Yellen has no real authority to do anything. She's not elected by anybody. She's appointed by a political whore, the administration in charge. Yet somehow we have become a European socialist society where this $2 produce softener can somehow make policies and implement price controls on other countries. How does that work, Squirrel? A price cap on Russian oil is one of our most powerful tools to address the pain that Americans and families across the world. Well, why don't you price cap? Hey, you. Hey, you man-looking person. Hey, man-looking person. Why don't you do that with Saudi oil? I mean, if you're going to look out what's best for oil and the best for the American people and you can price fix Russian oil, why aren't you price fixing the Saudi oil? Oh, I know why. Because they own you and your stupid hairdo, don't they, Dutch boy? Yes, they do, you produce softener. are feeling at the gas pump and the grocery store right now. You can price fix, so price fix it all. Hey, you, stupid, price fix it all. Why stop with Russian oil? Price fix it all. Go ahead, I dare you. Let's see how it works out. I remember why they needed to get rid of Trump, why they had to steal the election. I remember they had somebody in there who... Didn't like what he saw and called things out for what they were. Huh? Dutch boy? Saudi Arabia, very rich country. We defend them. We subsidize Saudi Arabia. They have nothing but cash. Right? We subsidize. And they buy a lot from us. $450 billion they bought. You know, you had people wanting to cut off Saudi Arabia. They bought $450 billion. I don't want to lose them. That's where he was wrong. Military, we subsidize Saudi Arabia. I called the king. I like the king. (laughs) I said, King, (laughs) we're losing our ass defending you, king, and you have a lot of money. See, they didn't like it. They didn't like how he let the people know exactly the fraud and scams that go on. So the Democrat welfare roaches who need policies to keep others down because they're too lazy to get off their fat asses and they want in on the schemes. They like fascism. And what Janet Yellen is giving you the prime example of is fascism. Not only that, you don't have the authority to do that in this country produce softener you don't have the authority to do that anywhere viagra slayer you have nothing you dimwit but the culture of corruption that would employ you that's what you have limit on the price of russian oil would deny putin revenue his war machine needs which war machine needs can you imagine it's saturday night you come home from a night with the boys you're kind of feeling all right take off your jacket and you look over in the bed and there's that manatee in a nightgown with that lipstick on, and this is how she sounds. Historic sanctions we've already implemented that make it more difficult for him to wage his war. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Are you sure? I don't know. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome. On the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I can remember getting ready. My cousin used to sneak me out to this place called Evergreen. I was a kid when he was older. I remember getting ready. I was all excited. 
Those were the days, my man. Uh, Chuck and Dullivan. Hey, how you doing? Can you hear me? I can hear you. What are you talking in a tin can again? No. Hey, uh, hey, I want to thank you for making me such a popular guy. I was just standing talking. I was at the General VC Theater yesterday waiting to go see Get the Let Out in Waukegan. And I was there, and somebody goes, hey, I know your voice. You're Chuck from Delvin. And I go, yeah. He goes, you're always on the Sean Thompson show. Oh, wow. I, go, I, try to get out as, I try to get out as much as I can. He goes, he goes, he is so funny. I go, I know. I said, dude, I have such a good time. The only problem was when I was there watching, the girl that was sitting in front of us, she was like way down on the end, uh-huh. and everybody kept having to get up and stand up and stand up. I think she had a a, a, a bladder infection. She went yeah. to the bathroom like 12 times. So oh. I was just like, gosh, dang it. We yeah. got to pick up and move. So now we let me ask you a question show, but- because I'm concerned. You know, I, I, I have a, a handful of favorite politicians, and Senator Ron okay. Johnson is right up there. I love that guy. And yep, what I see happening guy. in Wisconsin, you've got a communist, a fraud, a child by the name of Mandela Barnes who should be laughed off every stage he's in. Every time he opens his mouth, it's another swindle, another lie. Another person who has done nothing with his own life. Nothing. Except talk no, he, and swindle a, people. He, Where is he in the polls? He's, a big, he's, a, he's down. He's a, he's a big... He was put in by basically by Tammy Baldwin, the senator, the one that opposes, and she goes up for election another year or two, I think. Yeah. But... uh. I used to love going to Wisconsin. I swear to God, I have family of relatives that have property up there. They invite me all the time. And, you know, it's a wonderful state. And it's always nice. You you took a, a turn where you were fixing things when you had uh, you had the Cheesehead Mafia in there. It was fantastic. And I worked with one of the Fitzgerald brothers, who I like very much. Um, uh-huh. So I, I hope the best for, for the state. I hope you get in as a congressman. And if Ron Johnson doesn't get in. I'm moving his ass to Florida where we can shore up some some uh some good governance which is what needs to happen because these democrats t- you know, ruin everything they touch man. Do you know how that Baldwin got in her she's the only known lesbian senator. She her father moved from Indiana back in the 60s and he was in charge of welfare in Indiana. Yeah. He came up to Milwaukee and he made the welfare system for the state of Wisconsin. So then when she got done going to college it was like boom. Well, if you got your hand out you're Man. definitely going to take care of the, I, I, the daughter you know, of the I, guy. I, normally, if you know, if I wouldn't, if I would have known you could have got ahead by your sexual accomplishments and proclivity, I would have never got married. I'd be running this damn country. I was really quite good at it. Thank you, Chuck and Dullivan. Uh, Mary Ellen. Hi, Mary. Hello. Hi. Yeah. Yes, I was listening to you uh, talking about how the Democrats pay. You know about these. Whores. Yeah. And when you you said that about uh, January 6th, uh-huh. suddenly it occurred to me, I remember watching on the Internet, you know, just checking out to see what, what was going on with Trump out there. Yeah. And somebody was filming, and I wish I had saved it. Uh, it was like two or three of these, like, yellow school buses that pulled up. Mm-hmm. Out come these guys, all dressed in black, carrying black bags. And right behind were, like, these SUVs, yeah. black, on the side marked police. Mary Ellen, and I'm like, Boy, is that this strange? is what we now have I'm done. This is what we have done through Central and South America for 80 years. It is exactly 
how we operate. It is how we start coups and overthrow governments after we financially bankrupt them. There is a book I really I really want you to read. It's called Confessions of an Economic Hitman. It's been it's actually been I think there's two or three volumes of it. Mary Ellen, it will explain to you not only what we've witnessed and lived through under the the usurpation of our presidency and our Congress and our Senate, but how it exactly is going to turn out. And that is why when I play you this story about this fraud political whore, the only kind she could be, Janet Yellen, this is bigger than just a political stunt. This is the beginning of absolute and total backdoor nationalization of our economy. It's not the beginning either. We're way in the middle. We're closer to the end than we are the beginning when this is tolerated by the American people. But what's happened is they've been lulled into the willful mindset of a slave. That's the only way you could explain this government today. A price cap on Russian oil is one of our most powerful tools. You don't have that tool, stupid. You don't have that tool. That's not one of your tools. You're an American political apparatchik. You have no policy to price fix anything anywhere. But there are more and more people who can't see what you are. You're owned and operated. You're an asset of the Saudis. What will the kingdom's response be should some of the actions that these congressmen and women, um, that the, uh, those on the Hill are looking to effect, um, a, a, you know, the, 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 there is clearly a school of thought that says you know, this, this relationship is broken. And that is from Washington's perspective. Is that your perspective at this point? And should some of these threats come good on breaking the relationship? What would the kingdom's response be? I don't believe this relationship is broken. Very far from it. This relationship is very robust. We have almost 80,000 Americans living and working in Saudi Arabia. We have a very strong trade and investment relationship. We work very closely with regards to ensuring our common interests, whether it's to bring peace to Yemen, whether it's to bring peace between Israelis and Arabs, whether it's to stabilize Afghanistan, whether it's to reintegrate Iraq into the Arab fold, whether it's to bring stability to the Horn of Africa, stability and peace in Libya, in the G5 countries of the Sahel, whether where all our boys are, where all the murder and mayhem, all our weapons, all our spending is. They are in control of our government, not us anymore. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. My next guest. He spent 10 years in the Navy after college. He worked briefly in banking. He has a master's degree from Columbia. He now works at the Washington Times. And I'm pretty sure during this administration, he thinks it's the Babylon Bee. His name is Joseph Clark. Joe, how are you? Hey, great to be here. I appreciate it. I should add, I want to add, uh, I did live in Chicago briefly. I, I love the city. Happy to be with you today. 
Oh, wonderful. Did you get um, mugged, carjacked, or tied to a tree and have your underwear stuck in your <laughs> mouth? No? So you didn't, have, what, no, I got, you didn't have the full Chicago experience, I, though. I got out in time. I got out in time. Smart, but, smart. Uh, beautiful smart. city. Yeah. Beautiful city. It'll, 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 be, uh, it'll be back. We have, oh, I agree. Or the people who uh, have all of the things that you like, such as the hot dogs and beef sandwiches, will move to other places where you can visit. In the meantime... What I want to talk to you about is some of the most crazy things that we're seeing. It's called our administration and the climate of America as you see it. Am I to understand that Biden is going to campaign for John Fetterman? And will that or will it not look more like a speech class? Yeah, so it, it, it's actually pretty interesting. He will be in uh, in Pennsylvania next week uh, with uh, with Fetterman. He's uh, doing a, a a kind of a we we don't know the contours of the event yet, but he will be campaigning alongside uh, Fetterman. And as you said, he is coming under you know increased scrutiny even from NBC News or or, or those more friendly news uh, outlets. Fetterman is in, uh, just. It's stemming from his his stroke that he experienced in in the you know Joe it's an interesting thing that that's happened to the country since when I you know I'm in I'm over fifty I'm fifty four and since I was little to now it's a, it's a it's a fascinating thing that's happened to America and I think it's a weakness in character and what I mean by that is we assume that everyone has good intentions and then we start to treat people as if they're related to us rather than working for us you see I'm not related to John. To, to uh, uh, Fetterman. What's his first name? What's Fetterman's first name? Is it John? Yeah, John. 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 I'm, not, I'm not related to John Fetterman. I don't have anyone in my family that ugly. And what I see there is I don't really care if he has a problem with his stroke or he has a speech. I don't care. The question is, can you represent the people? Do you have the faculties and the capability to perform your service in a representative republic? We've lost this kind of, some call it harshness. I call it just truthfulness. Because what we're also used to here in Chicago, and you see it, 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 it possibly arguably one of the best cities in the country for a very short period of time. And because we've had our standards go so low, we now accept corruption as normal. We now accept failure as acceptable. None of this is tolerable for a society that really wants to be productive or Prog- or, or progress. We cannot progress, ironically, with the progressives who are more incompetent, more unable, and more corrupt than this country's ever seen before. That's just my opinion, but nobody embodies that more than John Fetterman. Well, I think you, you hit on a couple couple things. Like you mentioned, you know, you, you do expect uh, a degree of transparency from, from, from those who represent you, and it, it's just in terms of, you know, a, a pragmatic approach to, to those who are representing you in Washington, I, I don't think there's a problem with that at all. And and I wouldn't, you know, nobody should knock a guy for experiencing a, a stroke. Not at all. Uh, Happens to the best it, of us. It, it, exactly. It, it's the question of, you know, what drives somebody, you know, if there are these questions about your your health, you know, uh, you know, maybe he's he he does feel like he can he can get over the hump before before taking office. That you know that's. Uh, but I think what people are looking for is more of you know just a, a degree of transparency, um, and 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 to look at it that and way. I, listen, Very pragmatic. But- I wish you know I didn't know this 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 
this guy before, and I don't. I, I wish him nothing but the best, yada, yada, yada. But the reality is, life is sometimes cruel. In fact, in America, we lose 9,000 people a day to death. How many of those could be prevented by having people in positions where they were capable and competent? This is how you fix things, in my opinion. And if you're going to be a senator or a congressman or a president, you should have the ability to function in sentences and paragraphs. And, you know, if we're not capable, if we're not willing to tell that truth to somebody, then we kind of get what we deserve. And I say that talking about Fetterman, but I'm also, I'm also implying that our president can't do this either. And who suffers are all of us, your kids and generations for this kind of incompetence and unable to do the service. And this is something that either we get back to or we're going to make excuses. And what will happen is he'll get the pity vote. And you know exactly that's how many people does that fit in Washington, D.C. You're going to get the pity vote. And what goes along with that is failure. And I'm wondering, have these areas that have been inundated with the culture of corruption that is the, the platform of the Democrat policies and a lot of the Republicans, is this just the way of the future and the trajectory just to a third world? Well, see, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that he will necessarily uh, get, get the pity vote. I, I think Pennsylvania voters, especially in, you know, Philadelphia, it's, it's, a, it's a bellwether state. You know, it's always a kind of a, uh, you know, more lately it's, it's going to be a tight race. But I think, you know, voters are starting to see, you know, the impact of crime, the impact uh, that, it's, that it's having, that's having not only in the cities, but I'm hearing from residents there that it's extending out into the suburbs, which, of course, is going to, I mean, voters notice this, right? I hope um, so. So, I hope so. I, I think it. I think it's definitely a. Um, I, I think it's definitely, you know, going to be a close race. I, yeah. I, I don't. In, in the fact that NBC was was picking up on on this health issue, it, it is no, notable. I mean, it's very interesting that they were the ones to to call it out in such a. Uh, you know, pronounced way yeah. um, and really kind of broke broke the story loose in, you know, the, the wider media. And this needs to happen. And this is what I kind of like about your writings, because, you know, you spent some time. First of all, you spent time in the Navy and then you spent time in banking. So I like the way you write about things like um, inflation or OPEC. And in fact, when you wrote the article, nothing to see here, Biden dismisses the latest inflation numbers as old news. I wonder, is that so much a distraction or a psychological play to have people get used to the expected failure that is the Joe Biden administration platform? I mean, his entire career is really putting lipstick on the pig of his career, of his of his failure. And shouldn't the American people have expected inflation, expected a lower standard of living? I mean, this is all he's ever really delivered. Yeah, so I I think that statement was a um, and the administration has uh, amid these you know dire economic numbers that have come out you know while he's been in office they've they've kind of tried to to deflect or or tamp down some of the concern around inflation um, you know of course we heard for months that it was transitory uh, then we heard you know over the summer they were uh, you know. Uh, objecting to the the well-established uh, definition of a recession as you know two two uh, negative uh, two quarters of negative 
Yeah, you know, the standard definition of a recession that has existed since the economy was started to be commented on. I mean, everyone knows this. And yet they're, they're trying to tell you, don't believe it. And so, yeah, I think this, this, this particular statement, he, he was uh, attempting to make the point that, hey, this has been, you know, American, the, the, the public, the, the average American has been squeezed for years. This is, they don't need this report to tell them that. And again, it was, I think, viewed by a lot of people as, as more deflection. But, you know, you talk about, like, hey, do the American people, do they really, you know, is this something that they want to have to worry about? Rising costs and then these very technical terms about what a recession is. I mean, look, if you go to work during the day and all you see is rising costs at the grocery store, you shouldn't have to worry about, you know, oh, these technical terms. You should expect leaders to just get a grip on it and take take control. And you, yeah, you and know, you should have the courage to, to throw them out if they don't. And I mean that because, you know, here, here's something that gets lost. And, and I don't really see a lot of people pick up on it. This is 8.2% year over year. The prior year was seven. So you're, you're, you're compounding it since the time Joe Biden swept into office. So if you really go back to when things were affordable and America was strong, you're, you're 15, 16, 17%, depending on what commodity we're discussing. And that's the kind of failure that doesn't harm rich people. Rich people don't give a rip. They don't even know what they pay for things. But when you're talking about 70% of the country, that's can't write a check for a thousand bucks. This is big time. And it could have all been avoided if so many people would have at least told us about Joe Biden's history of corruption and failure, or at least it's spread throughout the country. Cause I really do think this all is all avoidable. And as you know, I look at, I go to the Washington times. I love all you guys. I love how you write. But as you look at the headlines in a macro sense, you realize exactly where this country's headed. And until we get a change, until these Democrats are out of office, this is just going to start to look more and more like a comedy sketch from the seventies to me. I'm wondering what you think. Well, I, I definitely do think that, uh, the economy is going to is, is actually going to be a major player in the midterms, and I and I do think you know Democrats are up, up against you know very stiff headwinds in, in talking around this. I, I I think they've tried to leading up to the midterms. I don't think it's worked out uh, quite as well. I mean, the president has leaned on uh, you know his series of legislative wins uh, over over the summer. You know, the chips and science bill that he passed. The uh, you know the the, the yeah, which the, will produce more corruption he, and more failure. And you know when you see and what what he, and what he calls the Inflation Reduction Act, which is uh, again more spending, right? And this is uh, and I think people are starting to you know grab onto the fact that more of this spending is actually what is is causing the the inflation. I think. And in fact, it, 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 they're already floating the idea of a new spending bill. And I'm wondering, sooner or later, someone's going to have to pick up on the fact that this government cannot exist without creating more and more spending. We just passed a continuing resolution that I only saw about in a couple of different venues. And, you know, do the American people know how much financial trouble this economy and this government really is? And will they be distracted by a spending bill that makes all the others pale in comparison, which is exactly what will come up 
if not right before the election, right after? Well, yeah, and I, I think one of the things, I, you know, I, I don't think the average uh, American really takes a look at these spending bills in detail. And, and you know, we started talking in trillions uh, since President Biden took office. And, you know, uh, one could argue that that, that was needed. The, the stimulus the, the related to the pandemic was needed, but that was, a, that was trillions in spending. And so that kind of um, when we t- start talking about these spending bills in, in, in trillions of dollars, you know, uh, that, that that just kind of takes the edge off or, or, or maybe muddles the, the total you know, uh, impact of spending that's going on. It just it becomes normalized. Right. Yeah. So. And then you wrote about the OPEC cuts. It's fascinating, our relationship with Saudi. I personally think the Saudis own our politicians. It's no longer a representative republic representing the American people. And to me, it's representing the macro corruption through cartels like OPEC and the rest of it. But the idea that Janet Yellen, in her position, has the authority to come out and pretend she can price fix Russian oil, um, is that another distraction from the fact that the administration has failed miserably if your definition of success is American success and only succeeded if your definition is Saudi supremacy. And I'm wondering, are the American people smart enough to pick up on that? Yeah, the the Saudi relationship has always been very complex, right? It's it's a very longstanding relationship, been very complex, not only in terms of oil, but in terms of uh, defense. Um, You know, we, we, and a lot of, uh, of, of weapons, and, and we have a lot of agreements, security agreements uh, together. So I, I think some of the people that I've talked to, right, in, in Washington, I think it, it, it's historically has been managed uh, as in kind of pragmatic terms, right? Like, hey, you know, this is a complex relationship. We can't just, you know... Uh, get yeah. rid of the Saudis or cast them to the side. And I think that's, that's what is surprising a, a lot of people that I talk to in Washington is, is just, you know, how we're, we're managing this relationship because it really has changed in a, in a lot of ways. Right. Um, he, he early in the, his administration and in, throughout the uh, campaign, he, he pledged to, to make them a pariah, uh, yeah because of the Khashoggi killing, which, I mean, that's very strong campaign language, but is that really how you want to manage, you know, a relationship with a global player, right? Especially when it comes to oil. Um, And so I think this back and forth is interesting for, for a lot of different reasons, but one is just how the, it shows how, how that relationship is eroding. Yeah. As complex as it is. I mean, I, I don't think, you know, I, I don't think a lot of voters want to want to think that, you know, we're beholden to the Saudi government in any way. I don't think that's especially when 80 percent of the country is made up of people who marry their cousins. I don't like the sound of that, Joseph. Well, I, I can't <laughs> okay. I can't verify those. those uh, I know. Those I know. You but, can Google me. But, and in the meantime, <laughs> I have to tell you, I love I do. I, the Washington Times to me is brave enough to write the stuff that needs to be written. I truly like your perspective. 
from being a veteran and from working in banking. I'm glad you are there. Joseph Clark, thank you so much for coming on the show. I look forward to the next time. I appreciate it. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. See, I love it. I already feel in a good mood. This is when, you, by the way, you, you knew that it was a woman you were going up to. You were not, it wasn't like a if. Ron Carroll Stream. Sean. Yes. Every time Ron from Melrose Park calls, I'm like, wait, wait, I'm not on hold. Anyway, Sean, you know what? You make me mad. All right. You know, but that's good it's because bu- <laughs> we should all be mad about what is going on. Give me a break. And you planted that idea of Janet Yellen in bed. What yeah. the hell is wrong with you? Well, I because the only person that's happy when she's out working is her husband. I like to focus on as much positivity as I can. There's somebody right, out away. there loving it. It's, yeah, it's like Nancy Pelosi's husband when he has to, you know, wipe out his car while he's got the hooker in the. Oh, the best! Anyway. The car accident with the no, hooker. He's still I love got you. out when of you're it. In- yeah. When you're in Elwood Park, Melrose Park, let me know. I got your back. All right. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. And this is what I mean. There's a guy by the name of Keith Ellison. Who's he? A moron. DNC chair. This is a big deal. He has received money from a, a, a story that we talked about two weeks ago. One of the largest scandals in American money laundering history. Food for what's what's the name of it? Food for the poor. Oh. Keith Ellison, this uh, feeding our future, feeding uh, our future case was brought up. Thanks uh, for bringing it up. When was the um, magnitude of this alleged fraud first brought yeah. to your attention, and what did what steps did your office take when you heard about this? Thanks for asking. Here's the thing: this is a successful investigation and prosecution that was a collaboration between. I want to say that we're up to about $35 million that they know they stole. Yet they had enough money to keep donating to Democrats. Ileana Omar, that's one with her laundry on her head who married her brother. And now Keith Ellison, the DNC, all in on the money laundering scheme as the American people doled out tens of millions of dollars to a front, a fraudulent company. I'm just shocked to hear that Hunter Biden wasn't sitting on this company. I mean, that's the real only difference, isn't it? The first chart here shows a bank record showing a $1 million wire transfer into the account of Hudson West 3 from CEFC Limited on November 2nd, 2017. The Senator Grassley and I have already established CEFC is effectively an arm of the communist Chinese regime. It's also important to note that at the time of this transfer, in November 2017, Hunter Biden was already invested in and providing management for Hudson West 3. So a company that was effectively an arm of the Chinese government transferred $1 million in November 2017 to a company that Hunter Biden is managing and is invested in. So to think that the Democrats are going to care about a scandal... So, so, so obvious that it's going to bring down Keith Ellison or Ileana Omar or Lori Lightfoot or Fetterman or pick a Democrat mafia member. They don't care. 
They know what it is. They simply want in on it. That's what the real scandal is. Well, the governor wants you to believe that she did listen to the experts, but we have the letter from the Nursing Home Association that said, whatever you do, don't send COVID-positive patients into nursing homes. I wonder if that's going to matter. This is Tudor Dixon running for governor against nitwit Whitmer. She's running, and, and, and nothing but riddled failure in the once great state of Michigan. And it doesn't, does, it, does anything matter? Is there any level or degree of corruption or failure that changes the mind of the step-and-fetch welfare roaches? And yet the governor did. When Andrew Cuomo even backed off of this, Governor Whitmer doubled down. She even tried to hide the final report of the numbers of how many deaths we had. In fact, she's tried to hide a lot from this pandemic. She tried to hide, or she did hide, effectively, why her Department of Health and Human Services director left. In fact, she even paid him off with a secrecy agreement. The same with unemployment. What a debacle to have $8.5 billion fraudulently sent out. Now I've got people bringing bills from the state up to me, begging me to forgive the unemployment that she's trying to get out back because she accidentally sent $8.5 billion out. And what about her... $8.5 billion, she sent it out to people. Apparently, when you cash that, you owe money on it. Now they're panicking. And now she has to say, oops, sorry. I mean, there's no level of failure, no level of corruption that will detour a Democrat moron from voting for any piece of cabbage in a suit. Republican wins. Inflation is going to get worse. Yeah, that's simple. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Plus, I don't even like their spouses. And as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio, the diversity of this community, (laughs) as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami. (laughs) Just keep voting for him, you idiot. It's awesome. Bob, Crown Point. Hey, Sean. Uh, love the sardonic wit. I don't know if you ever kissed the Blarney Stone, but man, you got the gift of gab. I love your show, brother. Thank you very much. I did, I did go to Ireland. Ironically, I am not Irish. I went to Ireland where everybody was named Sean, and it was something uh-huh. to see. And then you see the, the, the Blarney Stone. And I'm there. I'm a kid. You know, I'm a kid. I'm with my mom. And there's a big, fat woman built like Pritzker. And the way that they used to do it in the 70s, this guy held you by your ankles and you went over and kissed the stone. And I'll never forget this uh-huh. poor guy. Not only did he have to hold this female Pixar, uh, uh, Pritzker, <laughs> but she had a skirt on. So God knows the horrors that guy saw. But go ahead. Oh, God. We've <laughs> got this labyrinth of corruption. I mean, everywhere you look, everybody's on the take. Okay. You got a president who can't recite the ABCs. He sounds like one of those. Gopher Indians during the Tennessee Tuxedo Hour. Remember that? <laughs> yes, of course ago? I do. Love Tennessee okay. Tuxedo. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we got Mayor Athlete's Foot. We got Governor Pringles. Yeah. I mean, you want to control the oil in Russia. How about turning our spigots on? That's the best way to do it. Just increase the supply. You know? Bob, and is this something got- I saw as a kid? And it's really a flaw of, of, of humanity. The people who are lazy, who are entitled, who are just rotten human beings, they're never interested in improving their own life. What they're 
interested in is watching somebody else lose their assets or or the quality of their life go in the toilet. They they get joy out of that. And when you trace that, when you trace this back to the policies of this government now and over the last 30 years, how it's changed. This is all the Democrat scum care about. They, I honestly don't care about their own standards, their own living, their own quality of life, their own costs. All they want to do is the see Sopranos people. Sopranos never ended. All they want to the do Sopranos is see people tore down. Ended, no, it went to Washington. I like that. The Sopranos went to Washington. <laughs> Thank you very much, Bob. Brown point. I appreciate right. it. See, coming together. Rich in Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Good. How are you? Good. The first thing I want to say is have a good weekend. Oh, yeah. It'll be better and, than most uh, Democrats. That's for sure. Yeah. And Unless, I have a of course, you bump you. into one on the road. Go ahead. <laughs> and I have a question for you. Um, all of these politicians are running on uh, reproduction rights. What's more extreme? The uh, people that are pro-life that uh, don't have any exceptions to abortions or the pro-choice people who want to kill babies till the ninth month. It's funny that to see. It's month. funny to see what's happening now. It's funny to see in America how open people are about their immorality, about their ability to kill their own kid. I never thought I'd see anything like it. You know, this is something when I was a kid, you you know, you didn't you you wouldn't even talk about this. What do you? And the idea you're going to justify to me. And I don't care what don't you you don't like your banking account balance, your checking account balance. I don't like it. Now's not time. You know, I want to live for me, my best life. Well, how do you do that? Well, you have to kill your own baby. And then you look at at, at the normal people in, in, in the world, the normal good people who when they get a baby, they hold the baby, they kiss the baby, they worry about the baby. And you realize you're going to reason with this person now about economics. Am I going to reason with somebody willing to kill their own baby? About the nuances of Keynesianism? I don't think we are. That's why I just want to give them their own states. They could have the ones they already ruined. Thank you, Rich. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Even the baby, even the, even the Sopranos wouldn't kill babies. I'm that serious about that. I had the, the, the true blessing of growing up in a neighborhood full of all kinds of different nuanced guys. All kinds of guys that would have been good extras in the Sopranos. I don't know a one of them that would kill baby. That's a certain kind of evil. But not in America today. Now it's a right. Don't like your checking account balance? Want to go to Great America? Want to travel the world? Did you get knocked up because you can't figure out how to make a baby? Whack that son of a gun. Go ahead. Give me a little Sopranos again. Can you play it again for me? Play it again for me. I like that. It makes me feel good. It's Friday. Go ahead. Oh, you can't do it? All right. You're not as good as you thought. I thought you were. Kevin in Austin, Texas. What's up, Pete? Two times. Sean, uh, nothing. Somebody mentioned Tennessee Tuxedo, and I thought a hideous Jay Whoopi. He's the greatest. Oh, buddy. Um, You're kidding me. That was where the days. Even the cartoons and the wit, and the, they were on the edge. They were making fun of these political well, whores back then. Were you more of a... Were you more of a Channel 44 guy or Channel 32 guy? I, I, I went I back and forth, right. but I have to confess I was probably more of a 32 guy. Which yeah. one had the banana splits? <laughs> when they're moving real fast. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> banana splits and the, and, 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 uh, and the monkeys. Hey, hey, you're the monkeys. Remember that? 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The Marquis. Sure. Uh, would be great. Anyhow, listen, everybody, I'm up behind the uh, Cheddar Curtain up here in Wisconsin. I think they might be smarter than some of the people in Illinois because they're actually, I see a lot of yard signs out for Johnson and Michaels and that type of thing. And I think they may do it up here. The idea, the idea that anyone would vote for this Mandela Barnes, I mean, a bald faced liar, child. Riddled in scandal. How about the fact that he wants to defund the police and has a security team of six guys? It's it's just well, I mean, you have to be such a moron. You don't it's want about power for these people. They want to tell you what they want to tell people what they want to hear, and then they get elected. And then the first thing they do is try to figure out how they're going to get reelected. What they're going to say and who they're going to collect money. Scum of the earth. Anyhow, my my hope is that people get involved All right. in something and uh, help a Republican collect. Hold on, I got to call her. Marge, Marge, can you find out how many abortions this year were due to rape and incest? Less than 1%. Less than 1% rape and incest. Please. Thank you, Marge, for the call. It's ridiculous. They got nothing. Let them run on the fact that they're failures. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. I always enjoy talking to my next guest, and it's important that this conversation be had, because political whores and corrupt mafias and oligarchs and cartels are destroying American economy, and they are turning us into a feudalist system where you're remembering more than realizing what the future looks like. And when you hear political bureaucrats who claim to be technocrats, who are really nothing more than fascists like Janet Yellen, talk about price controls, talk in this this verbiage of fascism. It's time to wake up, and nobody's going to help you wake up more than EJ and Tony. EJ, how are you? Sean, I'm hanging in. It's tough, but I'm hanging in these days. How are you doing? I, I am at my limit between these inbred Saudi bastards bragging about how they control our foreign policy and how they have our policies enriching them, manipulating the most important commodity on the planet, and that is oil. It just is, and it will always be. And now I double down by looking at this Viagra slayer, Janet Yellen. Talk about f- price controls of Russian oil. I mean, come on, I've had enough at this point. I mean, what do we do now? What are we supposed to do? Oh, my goodness. I mean, she she truly is an embarrassment to the profession. And and I got to tell you, I don't say that lightly, but it's bad enough when you have people talking about failed policies like price controls within your own country. But then it takes a truly delusional person to start entertaining notions of international price controls where you think you get to tell another country how much they're going to sell their oil for, and what enforcement mechanism could you possibly have for that? I mean, the lunacy of it is just, it it, it really is difficult to comprehend. The innuendo, number one, in my opinion, is is why we are at this point where we are standing at the threshold of World War III. The innuendo is that she has the authority to do this and that she's going to follow through on it. She doesn't even have the authority to do it here in this country. I think we've been so... 
swept into this this bureaucracy of 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 politicians telling us how to live our lives that we think somebody like Janet Yellen is in is somebody who can actually direct policy. Her entire agenda is to suggest not to have the power to do this. But yet the more and more I look at these Congress idiots, I don't think even the elected ones know what their job is. And the people who are voting them certainly don't know what their responsibility is, or you can't explain half of these idiots that are in positions of power. Why do we even have a Congress anymore if they're not going to make policy, if they're not going to make law, if they're not going to structure uh, uh, what the people really want in a representative republic? Haven't we just turned ourselves over to this oligarch system? Yeah, it's really scary when you see how much power that belongs to Congress has basically been subsumed by the executive branch, including departments like the Treasury and people who had those departments like Janet Yellen. And it, it, it's not a good sign because as you move away from this dispersed power that our founders were brilliant enough to bequeath us and you start to move towards a single group of people. It doesn't have to be a single person, right? But a single branch of the government having all the power, that's dangerous. And that is the path to dictatorship. That's not an exaggeration. Oh, no. I mean, it's just true. The, the record of history shows that to be the case. And it's it's more a description of what we've lived through uh, under these last two years. This is the position we're in. And I don't, you know, I, as I said, I think um, this is a puppet regime anyway. But what is in control is the, is the is the cartel of oligarchs that are making these policies, these unelected bureaucrats who are truly in control of things. And when you see how we're going to fix them, as you have a Federal Reserve that is determined to backdoor nationalize every aspect of our economy and their actions are are, are proving that to be true and what needs to be done is that they are thrown out of the positions of power, the people who have already made these kind of mistakes, like Jerome Powell, the people like Janet Yellen. And the policies need to go back to a policy of property rights and freedom and laissez-faire economy. Can that be done, or does it have to go to the way of the Weimar Republic, which is we're making look like a, a fiscally sound business plan right now? Oh, my goodness. It, it, it's so true. And, and you know, to, to touch on cartels again, it really is, again, scary how the Biden administration. It's amazing if I if I can for a moment, you know, yeah. Trump's problem with OPEC was the fact that that they are a cartel and they collude to set prices. Biden's problem with OPEC is not that they do that, but that he can't get in on it. Right. Biden's problem with OPEC is that they had the gall to cut production before a midterm election and not after. So it's all about political cover and not the actual impact on everyday working Americans. You know, say what you will about President Trump. He had a lot of faults. Yeah. And, you know, we can spend all night talking about them. But it is ironic that the Atlantic, the former Atlantic City casino owner was more concerned about the the average ordinary American than the guy who supposedly has a blue collar background from Scranton, Pennsylvania. And the, the proof also that he didn't like a rigged system is kind of what I liked about him. And he would articulate openly on a microphone, exactly the problems in our policies where we were now sending our troops anywhere the Saudi, I guess, I don't even want to call them, the Saudi inbreds, as I call them, the royal family, my ass. The Saudis wanted us to go. And now we have on tape on CNN yesterday, as uh, a Saudi, the oil minister, 
bragged about how crucial this relationship is, how long it's existed for 80 years, and it will continue to exist for 80 more. As he named every foreign policy failure this country has and everyone that Joe Biden in particular supported. You see that this system is bigger than just this feeble fascist we now have in office. It's about a system that would allow policies to be overtaken and controlled by enemies foreign. This is the real issue with our with our policies. And you see it play out in domestic policies. And it is the only explanation for the self-inflicted feudalism that this country is going through right now. No, that's exactly right. It is entirely self-inflicted. You know, again, look at Trump and not, you know, I don't mean to sing his praises too much because, again, the man had a lot of faults. But under Trump, what happened? We were not just energy independent, but energy dominant. Right. We controlled so many markets, even if we didn't necessarily have the market share, we had the influence. There was world peace under Trump because as much as he you know, blustered and he had a big mouth, he also carried a much bigger stick. And people were afraid to upset the world order with the United States at the helm that had so much control over energy. And now we have exactly the opposite. And as you said, it's entirely a self-inflicted wound. Just just one example of one of those incredibly, frankly, stupid policies has been dumping all the oil out of the the strategic petroleum reserve. Meanwhile, you know what Saudi Arabia was doing while we were emptying our building theirs? They were they were filling theirs. Yes. So now that now that the United States government has sold off all this oil at a lower price, we're going to now have to buy it back out of the Saudi reserve at a higher price. If this were something we were reading about that FDR did prior to World War II, if you look at the at the Biden presidency, his legacy of, of decisions that have hamstrung the American economy and the American people, and you just simply lay it over World War II era. You would come to the conclusion that FDR was a traitor and was involved in overthrowing the American government with either the Nazis or the Japanese. That's exactly how serious I think this is. Yet, I am still being told by people who sell themselves as economists that this is somehow anything other than treason. And until we can get American people who pretend to be of a political duopoly to realize what exactly is selling out and treason to foreign adversaries and what isn't, I think we're going to be just having the argument, having close races, and that does explain why we have so many saboteurs to American freedom and liberty that we have in in, in positions of power in this government. Yeah, I don't know how you can justify sending literally billions of dollars to Ukraine. You, you know how much we've sent to Ukraine so far? Six, is both it 60? In cash and in-kind contributions. It's, it, it literally would have been enough to fill the entire, going back to this, the entire strategic petroleum reserve. I don't mean like fill what's left as in like what's empty. I mean, you could empty out the entire 700 million barrels and refill it with the money we have sent to Ukraine. Meanwhile, meanwhile, we're spending all this money to take care of the Ukrainians, and we have dozens of American veterans who fought, and some of them, obviously not the veterans, but many of their friends died for this country. And the ones who were fortunate enough to make it back, dozens of them are committing suicide daily in this country, yeah. and we do squat for them. You know what's funny, AJ? I, I, was, in, I was in Florida during the Hurricane Ian. And I left and I went to Tampa and then I went back. I've been back and forth a couple of times. And now the reality of what the devastation is and how many people lost their homes. And and I have a, a friend of mine whose aunt has lived in Fort Myers Beach 
for decades, paid taxes, wonderful woman, and her home was devastated. So she fills out the FEMA. Do you know what FEMA gave her? You're going to be astonished. Now, she's a homeowner in Fort Myers Beach. She doesn't live right on the beach, but she lives on an intercoastal area, which is called on the East Coast, on a canal on the West Coast. And it's off Fort Myers Beach on Fort Myers, but it's a nice home. Guess how much FEMA gave her? Oh, goodness. I I hope it was better than nothing. $176. So you're paying homeowners who have paid property taxes for decades, who are American taxpayers. You're basically, in essence, saying, okay, the government's going to give you a portion of the money you paid in your your part of the economy. We're going to help you at this time of need. You have the the audacity to pay an American citizen $176, and we're giving Ukrainian oligarchs, both of whom, when I talk about Zelensky, who has over $600 million in banks in Cyprus, let alone Ihor Kolomoisky, who's his money guy. He's got billions and billions. And you're, we're already missing 70% of the weapons, and God knows how much of the money is. They've already uh, prosecuted one of their officials who's stolen hundreds of millions of dollars. And you're giving American people who survived the hurricane, who had massive property losses, $176. Somebody should go to fracking jail. And instead, they're going to run... On how great and how what a magnanimous nature their foreign policy is as they enrich the people who bribed them. Whether it be the Saudis, whether it be Ukrainian oligarchs, whether it be the Chinese Communist Party. This is an administration of treason. And until the American people start to have the courage to speak the truth, we're going to be lured into voting for other Democrats, whether they be Mandela Barnes, whether they be uh, uh, Lori Light. Just pick one. To me, they're saboteurs. That's how I view it. No, and, and you're absolutely right that until we speak the truth, until that begins, we don't actually turn this thing around. And mm-hmm. it really goes to show you when you look at how these people, Janet Yellen especially, they play these Orwellian word games and they try to more and change and control the language until we take that back. Yeah. You know, we can't take the country back. No, Janet Yellen is clearly, in my opinion, I'd like to see for sure if I could talk to Edison. I'm assuming she's the woman that inspired the dimmer switch. However, I'd like a forensic audit of her and her husband's holdings, because the idea that somebody who believes these kind of financial policies is worth anything other than $35 or driving a Yugo doesn't make sense to me. No, and, and I think there are few people, and I know this sounds harsh, but it's true. I think there are few people in this country today who have done more to impoverish uh, the middle and working class than Janet Yellen, both in her time at the Treasury and at the Fed. Now, I have to tell you, i got a bone to pick with you. I see you on TV. I saw you the other day on Fox News. You were on WGN. I've seen you on CNBC. Are you ever telling people, I know this radio guy, he would love to come on and straighten you people out? Do you ever even drop my name once? Uh, no. I plead the fifth. Yeah, there you go. His name is E.J. Antoni. He is essential. You can find him at the Heritage Foundation. In the meantime, just turn on a financial station. He's everywhere, and he never mentions me. Thank you for coming on. Oh, Sean, thank you so much for having me. Take your calls and comments after this. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. That's not disco. That is not disco. Come on, man. We got three segments left. You slacker on me, didn't you? All right. 
<laughs> Squirrel's going to a rock concert tonight. He's just trying to get in the mood. Uh, what are we going to go with? I'm going to tell you the FEMA story in Florida. If that's happening to one person, it's happening to thousands. A lot of people are getting turned down by FEMA. And Kamala Harris came out and said it's going to be based on equity. How do we uh, get the bottom of so the question's about FEMA. Uh, people maybe be getting denied. Is this tied to Kamala Harris's suggestion that they're going to use things like racial equity rather than just the merits? I can tell you, I spoke with the FEMA administrator. Uh, they pledged to us to do it on the merits. We're going to make sure it's on the merits. I think that. Well, th- that makes me feel good, right? They're going to make sure. Makes me feel good. But how do you make sure? I mean, Ron DeSantis, who I love and honored to be a Floridian. He's only a governor. This is a policy of the government. We know who makes up the government, right? You know the kind of people that make up the government. Kind of people like uh, Keith Ellison. Kind of people like AOC. Kind of people like Pelosi. So at the moment he is not coming, but that could change. Oh, he comes. I'm going to punch him out. This oh, is my mom. I would pay to see I'm waiting for this. For trespassing on the Capitol grounds. I'm going to punch him out and I'm going to go to jail. Listen to, the, uh, listen to the tone of the old lady's voice. That's the most excited she's been since the 50s. But listen to the tone. You think, she's, you think she feels like this so at the moment he is just not about... Coming, but that could... You think she feels like this just about Trump? Or about every single one of us that not only support Trump, but know what she is? These are the kind of people that make up the government. By the way, there's 22 million of them. Check. 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 Nobody comes. I'm going to punch him out. This is oh, my mom. I would pay to see that. I'm waiting for this. For trespassing on the Capitol grounds. I'm going to punch him out. I'm going to go to jail. I'm going to be happy. You think they mind if they cheat you out of money? I don't think so. so at the moment- I don't think so. I don't think they mind if they cheat you out of money. I don't think they're going to mind as they unleash their Gestapo extortionist pigs at the IRS. Uh, John Libertyville. Thanks for taking my call, Sean. I just wanted to uh, comment on your story about the lady who got pennies for her house, pretty much. 176 uh, so bucks. To add insult to injury, I uh, have news that FEMA will be setting up a hospital that's vacant. There's a vacant hospital. They'll be setting up kind of like a uh, housing for illegal immigrants who are dropped here, uh, you know, from wherever, Texas or Florida. Gee, I wonder when they set up the housing, well, they, what do they, they buy? They'll spend money on them, but not U.S. citizens. Well, I'd like, like to know, saying, you know, do they buy the tenant, the tents? Do they buy the mobile homes? Do they buy them from a vendor, or do they utilize the, the, the ones that they've already spent billions and billions and billions of dollars on? You remember the, the, the true scandal oh, hey, hey. with Katrina, how many billions of dollars? Half of them didn't even work. They didn't even really come through with the orders. It's a money laundering scheme. There is no FEMA. There's bureaucratic whores that sell out our money. Yeah, I mean, that's what it is. And let me ask you this. You think the directors of FEMA, when it comes time to vote, do you think they hope that the Republicans win or the Democrats? Which one would you say these bureaucrat rat scum vote for? Most certainly Democrat. Yeah. And uh, having been involved in this scenario, it wasn't FEMA, but I, IEMA, I, I was a part of something like this before. 
they bought everything brand new. I mean, there were some things that got reused, you know, like lockers went to yeah. uh, the new police station for CPD or uh, the, the training facility. But most things, they just go into storage in big buildings, uh, you know, somewhere there on 35th and Damon around there. Yeah, that's some and, moron uh, relative there. of the Daily Meathead family owns, and they pay him 40000 a month to store stuff they intend on throwing out in six years. Uh, well, John in Libertyville, enjoy your audit. Thanks for calling the show. Guaranteed to get one. Paul in Bensonville. We're related. Has to be. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> All right. Have told me, you or me, me or you. Anyways, I install repair stuff. I went to Park Ridge today like I did a couple of weeks ago, and it smells like uh, pumpkin spice latte with extra soy, oh, he said uh, along with self-loathing, but only if they're white. <laughs> Let me ask you something. Uh, well, a couple things. What Seriously, Ms. Cheney, what, what is your just flat-out opinion within like a sentence, a sentence? She's an heiress of corrupt government. Liz Cheney represents the second generation of a of, of a family that corrupted and successfully overthrew the principles of, of, of American government. And they made the kind of corruption normal. And she represents an, an oligarch founding member of that family. That's who she is. And you will know a Cheney in government for as long as you've known a Bush. And you will continue to know the Bush family as they will continue to have generations of corruption that will pretend to represent an alternative to the corruption that we've come used to in Democrat Party. It's a duopoly. That's, it's a duopoly of fraud. That's that's pretty hardcore, and I, I have to actually agree with you. Mm. Uh, as far as uh, squirrel, yeah. Now, if squirrel was a cigar. Yes. What kind of cigar? He would be would a, he a, be? a robusto because he's not a big man. However, he would be full. However, he would be he would be full bodied. He would be wonderful and complex through smoking. He would be of quality made, and he would be one of the better cigars you've ever had. Thank you very much for calling. Now let's go to my robusto producer to take me to commercial. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on the Sean Thompson Show on AM five sixty. The answer. AM five sixty. The answer. That explains that mohawk. You know, this has to be a joke. A sheriff in Texas has certified that migrants flown, you mean illegal aliens, illegal aliens flown from Texas to Massachusetts were victims of a crime and eligible for special visa privileges. Well, you're just a Texas county sheriff, Javier Salazar. You're just a two-bit whore, and you can't do anything. In fact, I'd like to know what the statistics are. I wonder, this, I think, happened in Texas, too, and it also ties into your alien story. Crashes, two children dead, and police say drunk drivers are to blame in both accidents. They happened hours apart in southwest Houston Saturday night. A six-year-old was killed in a crash on Leewood, and new at 10, we have information about that suspect, including court records which reveal... He was on probation for a previous DWI. ABC 13's Brooke Taylor has the latest. 
handcuffed and put in the back of an HPD car on Saturday evening. Police say that's 52-year-old Pedro Alberto Hernandez, who's now charged and behind bars. He's accused of killing a six-year-old boy after running him over with his car three times. That's I'm sorry, he ran him over with his car three times, six years old. You see uh, Javier Salazar, that's what a victim of a crime is, the little boy. Javier, not the people who were flown to Martha's Vineyard, which I'm wondering, you low-rent-looking piece of dung. You ever been to Martha's Vineyard? Hey, low-rent, you been there? Six-year-old with his grandfather walking across the parking lot on Leewood Boulevard when police say he was struck. Records state, quote, the grandfather yelled at the defendant who stopped, then backed up and ran over the child again, causing one of the tires to stop and rest on the face of the child. The grand- That's a victim of a crime. See, and when my governor gets out the illegal lowlifes who would do this kind of thing and prevents that from happening from a Floridian six-year-old he's a hero you sticking up for the perpetrator are a zero scumbag now i don't really give a rip where you go just do us all a favor and get the hell out of our country all right you traitorous scum uh nick mantino hey how we doing sean good nick how are you Good, man. I, I, I think these elections that we're going to have coming up here November 8th, I, I think you're going to see the Democrats feel like they've never stolen before. Uh, there's been new news coming out about uh, about Chinese infiltration. Things getting stored on servers in China itself. Yet huh. they're not getting rid of the machines. Nobody's yeah. looking into it. Yeah. Uh, I hate to say it, we're going to get stuck with these Manchurian candidate, candidates, and uh, we're going to be forced to live through that. Nick, did you hear my show yesterday? Did you hear my show uh, yesterday? No. I, didn't, I didn't catch you yesterday, no, sir. All right, listen to this, Nick. Listen, this is for you. Paris, thank you. Right, well, four weeks from today is Election Day 2022, and while many people will take the traditional route and vote in person that day, it looks like a large number of voters in the Bay State are choosing to go with mail-in ballots. Western Mass News reporter Glenn Kittle joins us live in studio with more. Glenn? Yeah, Chris, Mary, the Secretary of State's office reports that as of this week, one million mail-in ballots have been requested in Massachusetts. How many you want to bet, Frank? Nick, how many you want to bet, Nick? How many you want to bet it was a million? Come back, Democrat. Anybody want to bet? I'll take... I'll I'll tell you what. I'll go over 90% of them. I'll I'll take 97% of them, and I'll give you 8 to 1, up to 500 that's how certain I am, because that's what they do, Nick. They lie. They cheat. going to be disgusting. And they steal. And that's how you end up calling a guy with wet socks, Mr. President. There's not a single solitary Biden man that is younger than any Biden woman. Huh? I can handle things. I'm smart. Not like everybody says. Like dumb. I'm smart. And I want Wrong. to you're a dumb piece of dung. Oh, there you go. I like the sound of that. Frankie, Melrose Park. Hello. Hello. Listen, I'm still missed about the governor snubbing the Italians on Columbus Day. Which governor? Siding with the indigenous oh, I, governor, the, Pusshead Pitzker. Oh, no. DeSantis had a real nice thing. We talked about it. It was wonderful. They celebrated it. If you're talking about this particular beanbag... I'm talking about Illinois' government. You know who he should have a day for? He should have a day for whoever Abe Pritzker, his grandfather, I'm pretty sure it was the waiter. 
I think they should have the waiter day in in, in Illinois because if it wasn't for that waiter, you wouldn't know Pritzker's name because he his specialty was to finance property with money from wise guys. And that's how they have the real estate fortune they have. That and the fact his mother knew exactly who to give a lap dance to. Otherwise, you wouldn't know this fat slob's name, Frank. So take solace in this. Who gives, forget. who gives a rip what this fat pig thinks of Christopher Columbus? Who gives a well, rip? I don't care about that. What, I just think it's an insult Christopher- to and we should all remember those Democrat Italians out there shouldn't remember that. Oh, they're still going to vote for it, the ones that want the pensions. The the, the good news is oh, the people who aren't please. in on the scam, the, the business owners of Taylor Street, should move out of that sewer, put them right in Christopher Col- or put them right in where the tank was in Elmwood Park, and we turn the whole circle into Taylor Street. That's what we do. Thank you very much. Because that city is nothing without the nuance and the cachet of the Italian cuisine and the Italian neighborhoods. Look at what you like outside of the Italian neighborhoods in that sewer. Paul Bensonville. What's your uh, spirituality, your background? I, you never, you, you, we talk about politics, but yeah. uh, you know, as far as God, as far as Jesus, as far as, yeah. you know, what, well, what's your foundation? I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, and very judgmental. Oh, uh, let me tell you this. So, if, if I had to categorize things, I would say that I, I love God, or Odin, as I prefer to call him, and I hate his salesmen. What do you think of that? Like, for instance, Honey Bunny's got a story right now. How many uh, uh, priests in Chicago? I hit the seventy-two. Is this are these new priests, Honey Bunny? No, 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 no. no, no. Those are I'm not priests. talking about. No, 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 I understand. No, not Catholics. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll, no, 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 no. I'm talking about Christians, not well, Catholics. You mean the ones with their own jet that where their parishioners eat cat food and send their social security? No, 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 not, no, not, no, not them either. You're talking about yes. those. You're talking the about those evangelicals. Well, which ones though? Because I don't like them either, especially the ones like in Willowbrook. The Willowbrook. ones that follow the Bible. Ah, the ones that just follow the Bible. Yeah, they just follow the Bible. That's it. There's three, and they no don't live jet. in this country. There's three. You're talking about the ones in Willow Creek that played Naked Twister with each other? Those swingers over there? Did you ever see that scandal? Which one you want? So here's the deal. I don't like con men of any persuasion. I really don't like the ones in burlap underpants. I don't like the guys that make you hold the rods. What are they called? Scientologists? And they shock the, they shock the Durban out of you? I don't like them either. I don't like the ones with the churches with no windows. What are those ones called? Witnesses or something? I don't like the idea of a church without windows. The only ones that I, 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 I like the ones that are good with wood. They make cabinets and whatnot. They have horses and their women kind of built like them. What are they called? Amish? They don't, I don't bother them. Yeah, I'm okay with them. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on the Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Now you're talking, kid. I don't like the ones that beat their women either. Mutilate their daughters. I don't like that. The headdresses. So I went in the other room and some squirrel says, ah, man, you irritate everybody. When it comes to religion, it's funny. I all can't help but notice I get lectured to by bust outs and drug addicts and scumbags. And then another guy in there on the, on the stream said, I worship money. You obviously have no idea what you're talking about. What I worship is the idea of the enlightenment. And if you don't know what that is, you're an idiot. I don't have to sell religion to tell you what a good person I am. I really don't give a rip what yours is either. 
See, to me, the beauty of what Americanism is, is that it's not beholding. You're not in a club because of that. You're entitled to all kinds of rights and privacy, and you don't have to mix them to sell them to other people. For instance, I don't care what religion you are. If you're harming kids, you deserve to have your head cut off. You don't get to hide behind religious symbolism. If you're robbing old women and old men, telling them that you're selling them grace and because they believe in you and give you your money, you're going to go to heaven. You're another piece of scumbag who deserves to lose your head. So I don't like any of it. And I don't have to come on here and hide behind it to give you the facts of why it's wrong for anybody to kill babies. Those are for people who are weak. And if you like that, then change the station because I don't give a rip about you or the money or anything. It's the principle of liberty. The principle of freedom, the principle of unalienable rights. I love America. garbage on the stream i'll be at the cigar house you want to talk about it scumbag have a good weekend i'll be back monday don't just have a great night have an american night three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost and covers the facts behind this scandal flynn told the truth he was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.